Hello, and welcome to Get Glowing. I'm your host and beauty coach, Hanny Patel. I like to say that beauty is an inside-out job and that a little extra self-care goes a long way in supporting a more confident you. If you're like me and you're wanting to glow a little brighter, if you have a curiosity about skincare, makeup, and all the things that make us beautiful, you're in the right place. And along the way, we'll be talking with highly knowledgeable beauty advisors who are going to share their expertise with us, give us great insider tips and tricks, and tell us their personal stories on how they've learned to create their own unique beauty. So let's get the beauty, the fun, and the community started as we build ourselves up from the inside out and get glowing together. Hello, my friends, and welcome to today's episode of Get Glowing with Hanny. Today, it's just you and me. I know we're all still at home, and I want to start out by saying that I hope you're all staying safe and sane. And while we're at home, I know a lot of you are rethinking your beauty routine. Some of you have gone minimal. Some of you have kind of backed off completely. And because of this, and because I get asked so many questions about makeup and skincare, I thought today we'd do just a good old-fashioned Q&A session. So I asked the members of my Facebook group, Get Glowing with Hanny, to send in what beauty-related questions they had and what they wanted to hear more about. And I got a lot of really good input. So I used that to put together this episode. Now, as the seasons are starting to change and more of us are coming out of our quarantine makeup ban, a lot of people had questions and inquiries around the basics. There was just a lot of curiosity on choosing the right foundation, choosing the right primer, and then there's always the age-old question about concealer, covering those fine lines and wrinkles. So I thought that's what we'd focus on our conversation today. Let's create the base. We'll start out with primer. So primer, do you need it? What does it do? That's just a big question that I get a lot. So let's break it down. Primer is the first step in our makeup routine, and it comes after your skincare. So after your sunscreen, primer would be the first thing that you put on in your makeup routine. And the purpose of a primer is to help our makeup last longer. The right primer can increase the hold time of our foundation and our concealer. So when you're looking for a primer, you should look for a primer that addresses your unique skincare needs or problems. So some of us are going to need more hydration, and some of us are going to need to eliminate that extra shine that we might have. Others might be looking to minimize our pore size, and some of you might need color correcting. So a good primer is going to help address those issues while also providing a good surface for the pigment from your other makeup to adhere to. So let's talk a little bit about how to figure out which is the right type of primer for you. If you have dry skin, you're lacking oil on your face. So you're going to want hydration and shine from your primer. So look for words like hydrating or dewy or moisturizing. Now, if you have normal skin, you don't really need a primer to correct any issues per se. You can think about a primer that has either illuminating properties or a dewy finish to give you that kind of nice, healthy glow. You can also look at a pore minimizing primer because it can provide just a really great base for your foundation and concealer to sit on. What you will want to do is avoid a mattifying primer, though, because that can make your skin look dull. Now, my oily skin friends, 
you'll want to look for a mattifying primer because that's going to help eliminate the extra oils that are on your face. And oily skin types can also tend to have enlarged pores. So if a primer is pore minimizing, that could be a really good option for you as well. And if you have acne-prone skin, there are also primers out there that have anti-acne ingredients like salicylic acid or glycolic acid. So you could look for those as well. Now, if you have combination skin, this is kind of probably the most challenging skin type because different parts of your face have different needs. So you can go one of two ways. You can either choose a neutral formula, so you don't get either too shiny or too dry, or your other option is to customize and get a mattifying primer for the oily areas of your face and a hydrating primer where you need a little bit more moisture. So now that we've talked about finding the right primer, let's talk a little bit about how to best apply your primer. First of all, you're going to make sure that your sunscreen has had time to set. So your primer is the first step in your makeup application and will follow the last step of your skincare application, which is your sunscreen. So make sure your sunscreen has time to set, which is at least 10 minutes. Okay, so once your sunscreen is set, you're going to take a pea-sized amount of the primer and massage it into your fingers and then onto your face. And like I said, just a pea-sized amount, that's all you need. You don't want to overdo it here because with primer, more is not better. Then let the primer absorb into your skin for at least two minutes before you move on to foundation. So here's my little tip for that. I actually, I put on my primer and then I go and brush my teeth, which gives me just the right amount of time for my primer to set in before I move on to foundation. All right. So now let's talk about foundation and choosing the right foundation. First, what is the purpose of foundation? So foundation is used to even out our skin tone and prep our skin for our makeup application. What we're doing is we're creating a base for the rest of our makeup. And foundation should be thought of as a veil and not a mask. So don't try to cover up any imperfections that you have with your foundation. What you want to do is you want to use color correctors or concealers or combination of the two for that. The ultimate goal I like to say with a foundation is that it looks like your skin, but only better. All right. So finding the perfect foundation can be a daunting task. There are so many choices out there. In fact, I think 2019 was the year of foundation launches. There are just so many shades and finishes and coverage levels available out there that, quite frankly, your foundation is just as customizable as your Starbucks coffee order. So your perfect mix is out there, and you're going to want to think of it like that. Pick and mix and match just what's going to work for you. And so... All those choices that are out there is exactly what makes it kind of one of the toughest makeup products to buy and probably why I get so many questions around how do I pick the right foundation for me? So things like eyeliners or mascara are kind of more like one size fits all and you can find a great eyeliner that's going to be good on anybody, but that's not the case for foundation. But that's kind of also the fun of it. You really get to customize it for your personal preferences. So with all the options out there, it could be difficult to nail down a formula that's perfect for your particular needs. So I'm going to share with you some things on how to figure out just what's right for you. But first of all, I have a PSA. Okay, so just remember, foundation is not skincare. So you don't want to rely on your foundation to provide you with skincare benefits. So 
What I mean by that is a lot of foundations will say that they have skincare benefits such as they're a hydrating foundation, they have hyaluronic acid, or they have SPF of 45. Those are not replacements for your normal skincare. So even though your foundation might have hydrating properties or an SPF, you still need your true hydration and SPF through your skincare. Okay, so when they're in foundations, those are nice-to-haves and added benefits, but they're not to replace your skincare. All right, now that I've said that, let's move on. So as you're searching, always keep in mind, just like with primer, what's your skin type and what are your skin concerns? If your skin is dry or oily or combination, or do you have dullness or dehydration that you're concerned about? So think about your particular skin issues as you're choosing your foundation. Okay, let's start with step one. First thing you're going to want to consider is the formula. You can choose from liquid, cream, stick, and powder formulas. And here are some general guidelines that you can use to figure out what's right for you. If you have dry skin, choose a liquid, cream, or stick foundation because they all have kind of creamy or moisturizing consistencies. If your skin is oily, look for an oil-free liquid or a powder foundation because They contain powders that absorb the oils on your skin. Mineral makeup also works really well for oily skin because the particles absorb the moisture. And if you're prone to breakouts, you can also look for a foundation that contains salicylic acids, which can dry up the oil glands. If you're new to foundation, a powder foundation is a really great place to start. It's the easiest to apply and it disappears into skin more easily than liquid formulas. And it's super easy to control. But it's also the least long-lasting of all the other formulas. And if you have normal to combination skin, any of these foundation types are going to work for you. Okay, so let's move on to step two. The next thing you're going to want to do is figure out what kind of coverage is it that you're looking for. So how much of your own skin do you want to show through the foundation? And your options range from sheer to light to medium to full coverage. So sheer finish is going to give you the most minimal coverage. It's almost transparent with the least amount of pigment. And it will brighten up your skin and complexion, but it's not really going to hide any flaws or scars that are on the skin. It's ultra lightweight, so it's almost like a moisturizer with a subtle tint. It's best suited for dry and combination skin types. And if you're lucky enough... And I'm really jealous of you if you do. If you're lucky enough to have a really even skin tone, then sheer coverage is a really great option for you. Okay, next, if you want to even out your skin tone while still letting your natural complexion show through, then pick a light coverage foundation. A medium coverage foundation will give you the ability to cover minor skin imperfections, but you'll still look natural while showing some of your skin's texture. Most of us are going to fall into medium coverage as an ideal level for everyday wear. And then full coverage has the highest pigmentation and is going to give you the most coverage where essentially none of your natural skin is showing at all. It's ideal if you have an uneven skin tone, but also, you know, for like nights out or when you really want to get glammed up, full coverage is a really great way to go. But remember what I said before, that regardless of the coverage that you choose, use concealer to cover minor imperfections such as acne scars or discoloration. Just don't cake on a lot of foundation to do that. All right, so now we're on to step three. 
Now it's time to think about the finish. The way you want to think about that, it's the kind of sheen or the lack of it that a foundation leaves on your skin. So options for finish for your foundations are dewy, satin, and matte. Those are kind of the main buckets that you want to think about. So dewy finish is going to give you that healthy, glowing, youthful look. So if your skin lacks luster, whether it's because it's dry or it's mature or it's sallow, a dewy finish could be really good for you. It's also really good for mature skin because a dewy finish will help diffuse the look of fine lines and wrinkles. Now, if you have deep wrinkles or oily skin, you may want to avoid a dewy finish because that's just going to draw attention to your imperfections. Next is satin, which is the most common finish out there. And it's going to give you a really natural finish, pretty much like a second skin. And any skin type can enjoy a satin finish. And it can also be particularly beneficial for mature skin because it won't accentuate the fine lines and wrinkles. And matte foundations, the matte finish has no shine and they dry flat. So it leaves your skin with like a really even, beautiful, powdery finish. Oily and combination skin types typically really enjoy a matte finish because they tend to absorb oil and also minimize the appearance of pores. But one downside to a matte finish is that it could feel a little heavy on the skin. So keep that in mind as to how you want that finish on your skin when you're thinking about selecting. Dry and mature skin types, you guys might want to avoid the matte finish because it can cling to and accentuate your problem areas. So here's another tip. For the most part, choosing a foundation finish is really a question of taste. How the finish of your foundation looks will determine kind of the look you're going for, right? So don't forget to take your skin type into consideration when you're selecting a finish because, for example, a dewy option will probably turn oily sooner than a matte or satin finish. So oily skin types may not prefer a dewy option. And a satin finish is going to allow you to have the most versatility. So you can play with your bronzers and blushes and highlighters and other powder to achieve kind of any look that you're going for. All right, let's move on to step four. So now that we've figured out our formula and our finish, let's talk about the most difficult part of the process, which is finding the right color. And actually, even within this, there are two parts to this. There's the shade and then there's the undertone. So let's talk first about the shade. When you're picking your foundation color, you want to pick a shade that's closest to the skin tone on your face and your neck. Not your arm, not your body. Look for your face and your neck. So if you're in between colors, go for the lighter option because a couple of reasons. Foundations can oxidize after application, so meaning that they can darken a little bit. So go for the lighter one. And here's another little tip. If you go for the lighter version or the lighter option, if you're in between two, you can use a bronzer to kind of warm it up and bring it to the right skin tone. It's a lot easier to warm up a lighter foundation than it is to tone down the darkness if you pick one that's too dark. Okay, the next part, which is the undercolor. That's probably the hardest part, which is figuring out your skin's undertone. But once you do it, finding a good color match is going to be a lot easier for you. Now, here's a note. Undertone is not the same as your surface tone. So surface tone 
are colors that you see just on the surface level of the skin. So it's things like redness that you have from acne or when your skin flushes or if you have rosacea. And the way to think about it is once your foundation's applied, the surface tones are really easily evened out. What you want to do is you want to match your undertone, not your surface tone. And undertone is the color that's in your skin that's not going to change. And undertones are super, super subtle. They're like watercolors. It's just like a hint of a shade. And you'll hear tones like silver, pink, peach, neutral, yellow, olive, or red when we talk about undertones. So you're going to want to figure out which one of those colors your skin leans towards. And the three major undertones are cool, neutral, and warm. And you're going to figure out which one you fall into. The easiest way to do that is to look at the veins. So look at your arms, look at your wrist, and see what color your veins look like. If you see that your veins look purple or blue, you're most likely a cool undertone and your skin most likely has kind of a pink, red, or blue tint to it. If you're looking at your veins and they look green or olive and your skin has a yellow or gold tint, then you're a warm undertone. And if your veins look bluish green and you have no tint to your skin or it's really hard for you to tell if your veins are blue or green, they kind of maybe look both, then you're probably neutral. As your undertone. So once you've figured out your undertone, the next thing you want to do is go to a department store or a Sephora or an Ulta, a place where you can actually test out the foundations on your skin. My recommendation is you go there with no makeup on, but make sure you've done all your skincare steps in prep. Then gather up like three to four different colors that you think might work for you. And your first step is you're going to color swipe. So what that is, is you're going to find a spot in the middle of your cheek and make a vertical stripe down your cheek to under the jawline with the different shades of foundation that you've gathered and just blend it in slightly. So you're going to now look for the one that seems to match your skin tone the best, the one that seems to most fade into your skin. Narrow it down to your top two options. And then you're with those two options, you're going to do what I'm going to call like a half cheek swatch. So apply one color to one cheek and the other to the other and blend it in and see which one looks like it disappeared into your skin the best. So here's where the undertone is going to make a big difference in how it blends into your skin and how natural it looks. But before you make your final decision, ask the store rep for their handheld mirror and go outside. It's really, really important that you go outside and do this step because you're going to want to see if it looks as good in daylight as it does in the indoor lighting. Also, take a picture of yourself and look at it in the camera, in the photo, because that's going to give you a different perspective as well versus looking just into a mirror. So that's how you can find a good match for your skin when you're looking for a foundation. Now, what if you're looking for a drugstore foundation? Because you can't try those on, the names are often used to describe the undertones. So if you hear tones like buff, porcelain, rose, or cocoa, those tend to be your cooler undertone colors. If you are reading beige, tan, chestnut, golden, or caramel, those are your warmer colors. And when you hear words like buff, nude, or ivory, those are usually your neutral undertone colors. So look for the name that matches your skin tone and your undertone. 
Now, here is a tip. If you do get the wrong shade, most major drugstores like a CVS or a Rite Aid, they will let you exchange the color if it doesn't work for you. So just ask them. But now that we've figured out the tools to figure out your perfect foundation, what I also want you to do is keep in mind that our skin changes from season to season. So typically we get more dry in the winter months and we get more tan in the summer months. So what am I trying to tell you here? I think you guessed it. Yes, you need more than one foundation. At a minimum, you're going to need a winter shade and a summer shade. But you may also want to take into consideration some of the other things outside of color that we talked about, which is the finish and the coverage, because you might want to have a more lighter coverage in the summertime or go for a more dewy look. So think about the formulation as well. So you will need to adapt your shade to the current season, but you may also want to change up the formula and finish. The good thing is that the hardest part, your undertone, won't change. So that's the good news here. Now, the last critical part here is concealer. Let's talk about concealer because we're so, myself included, very concerned about the fine lines and wrinkles and the dryness under our eyes. It's just a question that I get all the time. So first of all, I wanted to start out by saying that the skin around our eyes is the thinnest on our body and it gets more vulnerable as we age. So it's really, really important for us to treat it gently. So the first step that we want to take is to prep the under eyes. Start with hydration. You want to make sure that you're using a good cream that's going to help lump up the skin so it will also diminish the fine lines. And you want to provide good hydration, but you don't want it to be too, too heavy or your concealer will slide around and not stay in place. Now, I know some of you suffer from puffiness under the eyes. So if that's a problem for you, try an eye cream that has caffeine in it, like the caffeine eye cream from the Inky List. Because the caffeine will help constrict the blood vessels under the eyes, which in turn will reduce the puffiness. So once you've hydrated, the next thing to think about, and an issue that a lot of us face, for me, it's one of my biggest concerns, is dark circles under the eyes. Now, dark circles are caused both by genetics and by aging, but there are other also common culprits like stress or lack of sleep. Allergies can lead to darkness under the eyes, sun damage, lack of hydration, so meaning you're not getting enough water intake. So some of these things we can tackle outside of makeup. So try to make sure that you're drinking at least 64 ounces of water every day. Try to get seven to eight hours of sleep and use sunscreen even around the eyes. Now wait, that's nice to have, right? But I don't really get seven to eight hours of sleep every night. I do try to get my water in, but I also have a genetic factor where my under eyes are just dark. So how do we use makeup to tackle that? So first is going to start with a color corrector. So if you have real discoloration under the eyes, which is generally a shade of blue for some people, it could look blue, could look a little bit more purple or gray in others, but it's some shade of blue that's causing the darkness. So after we've hydrated under the eye, our step two is to color correct. So depending on your skin tone, you're going to want to find a color corrector that works for you. Now, remember the color wheel? What's the opposite of blue on the color wheel? Orange. So orange is what's going to neutralize the blue. So depending on your skin tone, 
that orange is going to range anywhere from a peach to a deeper peach to orange to even red for deeper skin tones. So find a color corrector to kind of neutralize that blue first. And then you can move on to concealer. And when you do that, you actually can use less concealer, which will then lead to looking less cakey, more natural, and less settling into our fine lines. So now that we've color corrected, let's talk about step three, concealing. We're going to pick a shade that is one to two shades that's lighter than your foundation color because we want to add a little bit of brightness under the eyes, but not overly bright. We don't want to draw super attention to like bright, bright under eyes, but one to two shades lighter than your foundation should do it. One note here about your foundation when you're applying it, I recommend that you don't bring your foundation all the way up under your eyes. Stop kind of at your orbital bone right under the eye. Stop there with your foundation because you don't want to add too many layers under your eyes because the more you add there, the more likely the products that you layer on there are going to settle into your fine lines and wrinkles. So next, take and place three tiny dots under each eye, starting from the inner corner and working to the center of the eye, and then gently blend in. You can either use a finger, a brush, a makeup sponge, whatever works best for you, but just be really, really gentle because remember that area is super, super gentle and blend it in smoothly with your foundation. If you have crow's feet, don't put a whole lot on the outside. Just take what you put on the inner and just pull it out gently to the outer part of your eyes. And that will help bring the highlighting effect out there, but it won't accentuate your crow's feet. Okay, now the next step that I highly recommend. Now, some people can get away with not setting their under eyes, but for me, it's a must. Otherwise, it is just going to settle into my wrinkles. So find a very finely, finely milled powder and use that to set the under eye. And what does that look like? All right. What you don't want to do is you don't want to set your wrinkles. So before you apply your powder, make sure to smooth out any concealer that may have settled into the fine lines. Like for me, for example, I'll put on my concealer and I'll go to the next eye. By the time I look back at the first eye, it's already settled into my wrinkles, right? So just pat that out gently with your finger before you apply your powder. And then just put like a very light, light, gentle dusting of powder over your concealer and press it in. And that's going to help set your concealer and help it last all day long. So if you do this, you should be able to get a really nice coverage. You're going to have corrected the discoloration. You're going to have plumped out some of the fine lines that are already there through the hydration. And now you're going to have added a little bit of brightness and the setting will help keep it in place all day. All right. So my friends, that covers three of the big questions that you had for me, some of the most burning questions that I was asked about. And I really hope that these tips are going to help you create a more perfected base. I want to thank all of you who wrote in and gave me suggestions for this episode. This was super fun. I loved answering these questions and I will definitely do it again on a future episode. So if you want to get in on helping me 
with my future podcast episodes, be sure to join my Facebook group, Get Glowing with Hanny, where you can join in on our beauty conversation and you can give me input on future episodes, whether it's another Q&A episode or your ideas for a guest. Or you can email me at getglowing at hannypatel.com. Again, thanks so much for the great suggestions, you guys. This was super fun. And thanks for joining me today. And I will see you back here next week. Bye. Thanks for tuning in to this episode of Get Glowing with Hanny. Please be sure to subscribe, rate, and review so you never miss an episode. And tell all your friends about it. Share the love and come join us on our Facebook page, Get Glowing with Hanny. And tag me on Instagram at Hanny.underscorePatel. And if you got inspired by us to try a new product or technique, please tag me on that. If you have any questions or feedback, or if you found a new product that you think I need to try, you can also email me directly at getglowing at hannypatel.com. Thanks for listening and see you back here on our next episode.